Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Oh, Brian, what have you done now? Oh, Brian, what have you done now? As they said in the film, Back to the Future, where we're going, we don't need roads. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Marty! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, the only podcast looking back in time with the greatest film trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. I'm your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and the, up, and the author of the upcoming Back from the Future, a celebration of the greatest time travel story ever told, available worldwide on April the 14th in hardcover and in Kindle. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I hope you enjoyed the last episode where I did the chapter reveal for Back from the Future. I'm looking at all the books that I have in my possession right now. It's still kind of crazy. I'm like, I'm, I'm losing it a little bit because, again, I never thought that I'd have a book out. I never thought that people like Harry Waters Jr. and Booker T, the WWE Hall of Famer, Kim Knapsack, the author of Why We Love Star Wars, Jeffrey Weissman, Jen Sturger, Christian Harloff, Kyle Hubbard, Brandon Caldwell, all those guys and girls would you know, write gracious reviews of the book. It's it's getting crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. It's getting pretty nuts that this is going to be out to the public here very soon. But if you haven't pre-ordered your copy yet, please go do so. If you haven't entered into our giveaway, go listen to the last episode of the show. We're still going to have a little bit of time before I announce the winner of the giveaway. But during these times, I've been... A lot of people are, are, are hunkered down with their family. A lot of guests don't don't want to come on just yet. I had, oh man, you know what sucks? Is due to all of this, I had like two things on the books that I was going to do that have since now, are, are they're not going to happen anymore. But mm, uh, should I reveal what those are? I'll wait. I'll wait to reveal what those are. But in the interim, one of the things that I thought that we could do is, is a new segment or new episode series we can do on this show since we're all in at home and we're all you know hunkered down and enjoying each other's company via the internet i thought we could do something very communal to bring us together so i'm going to do a series of episodes this will be the first one it'll be dependent upon how much y'all enjoy this well if i will do another one or not but this is a new segment 
that I am calling Through Doc's Lenses. All right, time travelers, put your glasses on from 2015. What we're going to do is we're going to look through Doc's Lenses now, and we're going to look forward past the events of Back to the Future Part 3, and we're going to see what happened after Doc took off in that time train. What we're going to do is together, we're going to watch through Doc's lenses the very first episode of Back to the Future, 1991, the animated series. We're going to watch it together. So this, you can find this on YouTube. This is Back to the Future, Season 1, Episode 1. Just type it into YouTube. The video is about 18 minutes and 50 seconds long. And we're going to watch this together. Now, I'm going to comment on it throughout. So I'll be raising and lowering the volumes. I might lay out for an extended amount of time. But similar to my Back to the Future watch-along commentary, this is through Doc's lenses. Season 1, Episode 1 of Back to the Future, the animated series. Gotta love that Back in Time is still a part of the franchise. Obviously not performed by Huey Lewis in the news. A cover version, no less. Seems to be a little quicker. Couldn't resist we're seeing a great opening here. Even them going through the Jurassic, you know, period. Einstein commandeers the time train. And there's the opening title credit. Oh, we're here in Doc's lab. Electrical current flowing. Optical input. All optics functional. Focus for 3.27 meters. The distance preferred so Doc. television personalities. Greetings. Dr. Emmett L. Brown here. Creator of the auto jog, mechanical running shorts, the deep thought, mind reading helmet, and perhaps my most important invention, the flux capacitor. A device which allows me. So, Doc is doing an intro here in his lab. This is actually Christopher Lloyd, one of the live action scenes that he filmed for this. You know, this reminds me of the of the Back to the Future or Doc Saves the World featurette on the 30th anniversary where he has the camera kind of following him. Very Tony Stark-esque. My son, Vernie. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, my experiment. So this was big for Doc um, and Bob Gale, mainly. <laughs> he wanted to have the episodes have something you could learn about science or history. So this is one of the experiments that Doc did. Very Bill Nye the Science Guy style. So let's listen. The year was 1864. As the Union blockade took effect, the South, which was mostly agricultural, found itself to be running dangerously low on supplies. And now we see Marty McFly as we transition from live action. Great Scott! Uh, what happened? Why didn't I realize this before? But what the what? Always take the aluminum foil off your burrito before you put it in the microwave. Which brings me to the question, what's the biggest problem with the new DeLorean? 15 on the highway, 12 in the city? False! 
If you park it on the street, it's bound to get ripped off. Well, sure, because it's a time machine. Because it's a DeLorean! These things are collector's items. However, watch this! Obviously, this is after DeLorean. Oh, that's pretty sweet. This is after DeLorean went out of business. By the way, if y'all haven't seen Framing John DeLorean, where Alec Baldwin plays John DeLorean, and it's a documentary about the history of the films. Doesn't talk about Back to the Future at all, I don't think. But um, they definitely talk about the case against John DeLorean, and it's beyond fascinating. I suggest you go check it out. So this is 1991, so this is after DeLorean went out of business, of course. February 7th, 1895. Well, they stopped making new cars. Babe Ruth's birthday. Greatest baseball player who ever lived. Yeah, yeah Doc, but look, I, I really got a cram. Dean Strickland will throw me out of college if I flunk my Civil War exam. Ah, the Civil War, a tragic moment. For so we know Marty is in college, and Strickland's the Dean. You gotta love this. I, you can't make this up. Pitted against the North. Brother against brother. Thank goodness those days are far behind us. You upstart, overgrown, massive, immature, parasitic life form. Get it here, you geek with a bad haircut. I think I spoke too soon. Give me that. You said it was my turn. Unhand that input device. My work is more important than your childish shenanigans. Two, third. What in the name of Sir Isaac H. Newton? This was the idea, too, behind the animated series, and you'll read about this in Back from the Future, my book. But. They wanted to really focus on Jules and Vern because Marty now is in college. And if you're making a show for children, the children want to see um, a child doing these things or children doing these things. People their age, someone they can relate to. Because, you know, it's actually a, a theory that Booker T from Reality of Wrestling, the company that I work for, ha always had. He said, young people don't want to see old people doing stuff. They want to see young people doing stuff because they can aspire to do something if they see someone in their age bracket or just a couple years older doing it, they feel like they can do it too. I think he was spending too much time cooped up in his playlock. Forget about the computer. Enjoy the fresh air of the great outdoors. Zoe, I can gather more soil samples from my collection. I've got to get that door fixed. Way to go, Dad. You're always siding with jewels. Ah, oh, Vernie, that's not true. Is so. Is not. Is so. Is not. The guy who voiced Doc Brown is not Christopher Lloyd, for everybody out there who's wondering. It's a, it's a pretty accurate and good impression. It's a little bit different. Um, it's actually the same person who does Homer Simpson's voice in The Simpsons. So. So Marty had some sort of hologram teacher. Did y'all see that? That was weird. There's some hologram teacher Marty has. And she yelled 1865, and it looks like the time circuit switched over. When he was two, Jules used the Etch-a-Sketch to draw a model of the DNA molecule, whatever that is, and he's been Dad's favorite ever since. So it seems like Vern is having some issues with Doc. I'm not too little to drive the DeLorean. I do like that we got to know more about Jules and Vern and find there. Okay, 1864, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Here's a departure from the logic of Back to the Future. Because we knew in the movies you, you could travel through time, but you couldn't travel through space. It seems as though Doc's made some sort of adjustment to where you could travel through time and space, and he's off. Vern! 
We just got the first great Scott of the trilogy. Now we're going back to Chattanooga, Tennessee, 1864, during the Civil War. Again, this was kind of the, the, the idea. Oh, wow. Confederate flag. That's really weird to see. And um, throughout the series, again, you're going to visit historical places. That, that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to teach kids about all the, about all the history that they could, but they didn't want to use real figures in time. They didn't want to, I guess, confuse children. You know, if they saw, you know, Abraham Lincoln in this episode, they didn't want to go back to their school and be like, well, you know, actually, Abraham Lincoln did so-and-so and so-and-so, and people were like, where'd you hear that? You know, so they didn't want that. So that's why all the big bads, all, all the historical figures are all uh, historical fiction, including Beauregard Tannen. And Doc just discovered that with a history book. So Doc has definitely made advances and gains since we last saw him because the man has to be low with money. He's got, I talked about Tony Stark a minute ago. Tony Stark didn't even, he didn't even living like this. He's got an underground railroad tunnel that projects the, the Jules Verne time train in the air. And now Doc and Jules are trying to go find Vernie and stop him from, you know. Or is that Marty? And Einstein. Marty, Einstein, Jules, and Doc. Marty, you and Einstein guard the train while Jules and I explore the territory. Be careful, Doc. Don't let anybody sneak up on you. Hey, where do y'all sit, by the way, on the time train? And what I mean by that is at the end of Back to the Future 3, when we see the time train fly into the into the screen, is it perfect or is it corny? Because I think it's perfect. But I see a lot of people complain about it online. Be like, oh my God, they jumped the shark with the time train and it flew into the screen. I, I definitely don't believe it. I think the time machine is sweet. The time train. I reckon it means you're making too much noise. The general's trying to sleep. Now for tomorrow's battle, we'll be standing right in the front lines. Soldiers got here drumming. The Yankees won't shoot at us, will they? Usually aim right for you. But we're just kids. Wall makes it grow up fast. That is a depressing commentary. War makes you grow up fast. Man. Marty and Einstein had now been roped up by Confederate soldiers. The train whistle. It sounded like. Yes, yes, Morse code. H E 
Black Marty making all that racket just to tell us hello. Howdy! No, it was definitely hello. <laughs> Looks like we caught ourselves a couple of deserters. Chipmunks, too. Mm, needs a pinch more dirt. My mama, she makes a powerful good raspberry pie. I can just taste it right now. My mom makes a great pizza. Jules loves pepperoni. I was a foolish boy to run away and get into such a mess as this. I wish my papa would just come and drag me home. Here's my dad now! Oh, no! Corporal Wilcox reporting, General Tannen. Rung you a Union train and two Yankee prisoners. One of them's dog. <laughs> Man, throw this vomit in the pen without the mongrels and give them a bone to chew on. Oh, this is obviously Biff's gang. I mean, one of them has almost a 3D-looking glasses on. Bob Gale worked on all these episodes, to, to my knowledge. Or he did. He had great influence on them all. comes up with the perfect idea. Jules, I don't have the slightest idea what to do. Here we are with the Union Army and Burns a Confederate. Father, we have to stop tomorrow's battle. It'll be a massacre. Burns could get killed. Don't worry, friend. Ain't a Reb General been born that can stand up to Ulysses S. Clayton. Ulysses S. Clayton? <laughs> hmm. Father, isn't that my mother's uncle? That's your mother's uncle. Mother, Love it. Uncle-in-law, your grandfather's brother-in-law, your great-uncle Burns' great-uncle as well. Sick. He'll stop the battle. No, Jules. He'll never understand. How in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is there a General Tannen and a General Clayton? magnetical machine will not only cure your rheumatism, but can also make your lower legs stronger and more shapely. Hmm. Will it hurt? General Clayton! <laughs> What in blue blazers? Who is this soldier, soldier? Private Jules Brown, General. Your great-nephew. Great-nephew? What particular brand of tomfoolery is this? Your niece Clara is my mother. Why, little Clarabelle is only nine years old. Jules! Get them out! Did you notice, Father? He had mother's eyes. Oh. But I did notice the electrical magnetical machine. Antique electricity generator. <laughs> yes, very quaint. And it gave me a great idea. Come on. Well, boy, you're wearing the uniform of a lost son of the stars and balls. How's it feel? Actually, I take a 32 slim. This baggy look is dead. Hey, boy! I would have never thought in the Back to the Future pantheon, Marty McFly would be dressed as a Confederate soldier. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, in 91, I wasn't alive. But as a kid, I didn't have access to these, so... When I, I just got to see the animated series, what, three or four years ago, whenever they released them on home video. I would have been all about this. 
it works great. Keep cranking. Yes, come on! Great, Scott. And if I remember right, the jumping gigawatts. If I, if I remember right, the writers or, or one of the writers of this particular story had the idea about what if brothers ended up on the opposite sides of the war. What would happen? And he, I mean, and, and that did happen a lot in the Civil War. For those of you who don't know, I mean, obviously you probably do, but there was time where brothers were literally on the opposite sides of battle and they would have to fight and engage in combat with one another. And so the writers started thinking, man, that actually might be a great first episode for the Back to the Future animated series because they were kicking around ideas. And he said, what if there was, you know, Jules and Vern? What if they ended up on opposite sides of the Civil War? What an extreme situation. Clayton and Beauregard just shook hands. Men, General Tannen and I have reached an agreement. We shall set our differences behind us and work together. Son, I'm proud of you. Just long enough to run these troublemakers out of here. <laughs> Great call. Because some people gave Marty and, and Back to the Future flack for inventing rock and roll. Cultural, you know, appropriation and stuff, as it is. You know, some people had a problem with it. I, I don't. I think it's a vocal minority. But... You know, a very small group, but I think that if the Brown family and and Marty and Doc put it into the Civil War, yeah, you know, there might have been some issues about that. But they didn't. With All right, here's Doc again. Postscript to adventure. Marty flunked his Civil War exam. Turns out the test was on the Spanish Civil War. That's what he gets for wearing headphones in class. Now, for my electromagnetic demonstration. Warning, youthful viewers. Do not attempt this at home. Wait a microsecond. Why did I think of this before? Access video encyclopedia section E for electromagnet. Section E. Entry. Electromagnet. Here's a way for you scientists of the future to make your own... And here's Bill Nye, the science guy. ...simple household items. This requires a screwdriver as well as some insulated wire. Insulation is important, but without it, you might receive a shock. Note, the screwdriver initially has no magnetic charge. See? Now wrap the wire as tightly as possible around the screwdriver. Oh, man, I would have caused way too much trouble. Resto. Look at that. Electromagnet. Able to attract various metal objects such as paper clips. Now, take a look at this. My new super electromagnet powered by the Mr. Fusion from the DeLorean. This should create a virtual mega magnet capable of incredible strength. Every steel object in the immediate vicinity should not be attracted to the monster magnet. And paper clips, the silverware white, even the camera. Hopefully, I'll have this thing repaired by my next broadcast. See you in the future. Well, there we go. Didn't mean to hit. I really got to label these things. 
<laughs> didn't mean to hit that, but that was the uh, the first episode of the Back to the Future animated series. I gotta say, on a zero to one point twenty one gigawatts, I'm gonna give this one point oh five gigawatts out of one point twenty one. I, I think that it it was fun. There was a lot to like, especially if you were a kid watching this. I think that. I think that you would have loved it. I, I hate that the animated series didn't go past two seasons. I, I think that there were some legs here, but um, to have Doc in live action scenes, to um, to have Bill Nye be a part of it before Bill Nye the Science Guy, to have the experiments, and then obviously you got Mr. Fusion, you got Marty, you got Doc. I mean, if you're a Back to the Future fan, this, this is fun. It's 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 kind of like reading one of the comic books. So well, again, I, I give this you know. Oh, not a full score of 1.21 gigawatts, but it's it's pretty close. I think I think that it was fun. What do y'all think? Uh, out of 1.21 gigawatts, how much would you rate this episode of season one of Back to the Future, the animated series? Real, real, real interesting take. And, and again, I I dive into it might be the longest chapter of animating the future in my book, Back from the Future: Celebration of the Greatest Time Travel Story Ever Told, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound.com right now. Um. It's a very interesting story about how all that came together, and uh, I go into deep detail about it, but tell me what you think. If you liked Through Doc's Lenses, if we should do more of these watch-alongs in the future. Again, I had a different show planned for today, so I, I had to kind of come up with something here last minute, but uh, this it was fun to watch, and if this was y'all's first time watching the animated series, because I know plenty of people who are die-hard Back to the Future fans, but have no interest in watching the series or reading the comic books or, or anything like that or even playing the game so i think this was fun um to go and watch it so if this is your first time tweet me at brad gilmore leave a review on itunes apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast tell me what you thought of the first episode of, of back to the future the animated series tell me what you thought about through doc's lenses i think it was a fun watch along but until next time i'm brad gilmore and i will see you again Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.